Hey, hey, and welcome back. It is the first Tuesday in May, one day post Met Gala recap. I have an amazing guest on, a fashion knowledgeable queen, Sydney Sirlip from the lower side of Manhattan. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, you're like my first guest that's not like a friend or a family member. Um, and that's I was exciting. just super excited. Yeah, I know. I was just so excited when you come on because Sydney posts some really good stories and you have a separate fashion account called like Fashion Rats, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. do. I've kind of stopped it, but yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you should bring it back because I loved it. Um, and you always have cool clothes. And I was wondering one question for you is just like, where do you shop in general? And like, where do you get your clothes from? Because I see you always have like really cool stuff. So I was just wondering, like, what secrets do you know? Um, well, I have an incredible addiction to online shopping, as well as um, living in New York and having access to Soho makes it super easy to go in and try things on. But there's a lot of vintage designer stores around here that I go to, um, as well as most of my friends here work in fashion, um, as do I. And so everyone kind of has discounts. We, If you have friends that work in fashion, you should never be paying full price for anything. Yeah. So do you go to like sample sales? Is it like in Sex in the City when you're like fighting over a bag? <laughs> um, there are a lot of sample sales. Usually the lines are too long. I don't go to those. Um, there's a really uh, good vintage store in Chinatown called James Valoria that has pretty good priced vintage. I've gotten um, a Tom Ford era Gucci jacket from there, a Versace blazer, Celine dress, among other things. Um, and then I have a friend that works at Saks. So she has a pretty hefty employee discount. So pretty much Saks, James Valoria, and then um, every paycheck or so I'll, every other paycheck I'll go and splurge on something in yeah. like acne or Ghani or something like that. Oh my God. Okay. Well, when I moved <laughs> to New York, it's all over for everyone. <laughs> um, so what is your like history with fashion or what's your experience? How long have you been into it? So fashion merchandising was my minor. I've always been really intrigued by just clothes in general. And then when I got to college, I realized that like you could make a career out of it. Um, when I graduated school, I worked at Macy's for a little bit doing merchandising. It wasn't very creative. So then mm -hmm. I uh, moved to Notori. Um, it's a luxury lingerie and ready to wear uh, brand out of the Philippines. Um, yeah. That was really cool because uh, I got to see the design process firsthand. It was a very small company. Um, but then I decided I wanted to do PR. So now I do fashion yeah. PR and it's great. So fun. Would your ultimate dream to be like a designer or do you want to stay in PR? What do you think? Oh, it changes every day. I think my ultimate dream would be a stylist. Um, Love. Yeah, I would love that, but to start all over again yeah, seems difficult, but maybe one day. So what do you mean when you say start all over again? Like, do you have to go to school to be a stylist? No, you just have to – I just have started making my way in the PR standpoint of the fashion industry and to have to – basically start from the bottom again at the entry level salary and yeah, all okay. of that. Basically, like, I just can't keep starting over because when I did Macy's Notori PR, like I started from the beginning three times yeah. to trying to decide what I wanted to do. So right now I just I just can't start all over again, basically. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. Like, it, it's so hard because I feel like some of the skills like are transferable or like the heart is there. Like, doesn't that count? Yeah, exactly. The heart is there for sure, but people don't seem to think it counts. Yeah. Who's your favorite stylist? Ooh. So he's a little bit controversial and he also retired recently. Um, but Rich. La Roach. Yeah. I love everything that he styles. He for the most part, always hits. Um, yeah, he was great, but he is a little bit on the controversial side. Sometimes people 
get confused by him. Um, but Kara Welch is also really good. It might be Kara Welch. I don't yeah. know. Who Um, does she and do mostly? um, she does Hailey Bieber now. It used to be Maeve Riley. Um, and then she has a... I, like, honestly am blanking on her full-time clients, but Okay. she has a lot of people that she dresses for, like, various things. Like, for, I want to say it was either the Oscars or the Grammys, she had, like, 17 styles in there. Wow. She dresses a ton of people. Yeah, I'm definitely most interested in like the celebrity aspect of fashion. So and that was kind of like my gateway into fashion is because I am so obsessed with pop culture. And like, I always watch like every award show, every Grammys, every Oscars. And I started like watching earlier and earlier till I was turning it on at four for the red carpet. And then Yeah. I just started getting like, when I started noticing patterns, like I see Mimi Cottrell like all the time. because she dressed Ariana Grande and Ariana Grande is one of my ride or dies. Yeah. Um, so I like when I just started recognizing names, um, but who are your celebrity ride or dies since this is a pop culture podcast? Um, see, this is like not the answer you're going for, but I'm not a big, um, like celebrity lover per se. Like that sounds insane. Like I love designers. Like Okay. that's my thing. Like, I mean, obviously like I love Rihanna and like Margot Robbie, like I love all the ones that like I know, but I know more so the designers and like what these celebrities are wearing more so than like about the celebrities, Okay. if that makes sense. That's perfect. So we'll be like the perfect commentators <laughs> for the Met. I Perfect. feel like. Um, so what did you think of the Met last night overall? Um, I mean, I liked the, I always like the drama of it all. Um, I mean, I'm always dying to go, but I thought it was, everyone was a bit simple and on the boringer side for the Met. I feel like usually there's a lot more like astonishing looks, but to be fair, Karl Lagerfeld, like as a person wasn't super, you know, in your face. So, I mean, I think everyone like was pretty on theme with that. But I just do love when people do outrageous things. Yeah. So what have been some of your favorite <laughs> Met looks ever? um, so, well, I wasn't alive for, like, my all-time favorite look. Um, Cher in 1974, dressed by Bob Mackie, the glamour of old Hollywood was the theme. And it's, like, the basically nude but super sparkly dress that, like, Cher is known for with, like, the... Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. feathers um but then for you know a more recent one I loved Rihanna in 2015 for the China through the looking glass um when Yeah. she was in Guaupay and then Lady Gaga in 2019 for camp when she was wearing Brandon Maxwell I want to say she had four maybe more separate looks um Yeah, that I remember was that. awesome yeah Yeah, I agree with that. I, okay, so when did you first start paying attention to the mat? I want to say it was probably 2015, China Through the Looking Okay. Glass. I think that might have been my first. That's the first one that I can remember really, like, having thoughts on. Yeah. Okay. I like specifically remember like what I was doing when I was like watching like my first Met. It was Heavenly Bodies in 2018. And Mm hmm I, it was like, I had just gotten home from college because it was like first Monday in May. And I like started rolling through like Twitter and Ariana Grande, like I said, is my ride or die. And I saw she was wearing that like fabulous Sistine Chapel dress. And then I was like, what is this? And then I just kept like getting into the coverage and like, Kim wore that like amazing gold dress with like the cross on it. And that was like when we got Zendaya, Joan of Arc. So then that was when I was like into it. Yeah. Mm hmm And then camp for next year, I loved. And I did a little internet sleuthing. So I Googled, you know how you can see like Google trends Yeah. and you can Google like how many times things have been Googled over a certain period of time. So I looked up the Met Gala from for the last 10 years in Google and it will show you like based on a scale from like zero to 100, like 100 being like the most and like zero being the least it's been Googled. So it was only like it got a score of two up until like 2016. And then in like 2019, it like jumped up like drastically by like 60 points. So like, I feel like the Met wasn't even that 
like for the average lay person, just like the normal people, it wasn't even that talked about up until like heavenly bodies. And then we got camp. And now I feel like I see it everywhere. And I don't know if it's confirmation bias just because like I'm into it. So I'm naturally like fed that content. Yeah. Where like no one was talking about the Met like in before Heavenly Bodies. I think that, well, so see, but the 2015 one, the Chinese through the Looking Glass, see, I think that that is like the best Met theme, you know, but I was paying attention to it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It would be interesting to see when Vogue started their live stream. Like when they that got started put in. three years ago. Okay. So yeah, like I don't 2019, know. because there wasn't one in 2020. Okay. So I feel like it was after Heavenly Bodies when it like gained a lot of popularity because it drew so many, like Stan Twitter, like blew yeah. up, you know, because I was all up on like Twitter and everything. Yeah. And I feel like Vogue was like, oh, there's a lot of people that would be interested in this. And I imagine E does their like, has done their live from the red carpet the whole time and Vogue was like, I should yeah. do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think fashion in general, like, has become as it gets more mainstream, I guess, just because of social media and all of that. I feel like the whole virality standpoint is, you know, people are just trying to go viral and people mm-hmm. are, you know, now trying to be the best. And I feel like that definitely could have something to do with it. I think so too. And also, I don't know about you. But I don't like hearing fashion opinions from people that aren't experts in fashion. Like, everybody <laughs> cannot have an opinion. I'm sorry. I see. I, like, love to talk to uh, people about it and hear their opinions. But when people don't have good fashion taste on their own and then they're saying a differing opinion than me, I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think it's you should stop like this on the internet. Like, people, you know how everyone drags Margot Robbie because she, like, never slays? Yeah. Do you see that? And people were, like, dragging her, like, oh, like, another miss from Margot. Like, Margot's stylist needs to be fired. But she was wearing, like, vintage Chanel that Cindy Crawford wore. So is that not a slay? Like, what do you think? Um. So for this specifically, this Met Gala, yeah. um, so I do personally think that Margot Robbie did get – you know, the shit end of the stick um, and her Chanel contract, which I believe is over because she's been wearing other people. Um, but, like, I do think that her outfits just have not been hitting recently. Yeah. Um, whether that be her stylist's fault or her designer's fault or her own fault for just, like, not realizing what colors wash her out and, like, what doesn't look good on her. Um, but for this specific Met, I personally loved her dress. She was one of my favorites it was um yeah 1993 uh couture chanel um that cindy crawford wore and i like loved that i don't think enough people were wore couture for this um i do know it's hard to get your hands on some of it these days yeah it's like in archives locked up by people um i don't think that like it was the best look but it was definitely on theme and it was great i don't think it was a miss though i think those people don't know what they're talking about yeah. So is there like a kind of hierarchy in the Met, like who can get couture? And then, okay, couture is like the OG created dress, right? So couture means? couture is basically like custom luxury. So there's okay. couture and then there's ready to wear. And um, couture is much more expensive and it's usually one of one or few of one. Um, ready to wear for all of like New York Fashion Week and all of that. Um, it's all ready to wear, so they're showcasing their collections that are going to go live on the website. But like a couture, couture is never going to go live on the website. That is like stuff that is going into museums or into other archives mm-hmm. or very or lent to celebs or bought by celebs, mm-hmm. very wealthy people. Yeah. So it's definitely like an honor to wear a piece of couture to the Met. Yes, I. Definitely, but it really depends on the stylist. It's all it's all about the con- connections that the stylists have. I don't think stylists get enough um, respect for what they do. Like, to be – like, it's not like they're just, you know, calling up a designer and being like, I want to wear this. 
you know, for this theme specifically, there were probably so many people who wanted to wear the same thing. It really just depends on your connections and, you know, yeah. how how you can, you know, get your way with for your client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like it'd be competitive. Um, so what were your favorite looks last night? Um, so I have a few. I, like, have a notes page over here so I can yeah. remember. Um... I loved Doja Cat. I know people were, like, making fun of her. I thought that it was perfect for the Met Gala. It was absolutely stunning. And it had it was the perfect mix of elegance, virality, humor, class. Like, I just thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Anne Hathaway knocked it out of the park. The way that Donatella... Um, the way that she incorporated, you know, the signature, I want to say it was 1993 when Gianni Versace made the safety pin dress. Um, the way that she did that with Chanel's signature tweed, I just thought was yeah. absolutely stunning. I thought that was the best. Yeah. I love Dan Hathaway, too. I love this little comeback tour that she's on. because she I know. Was like... She's been going yeah. so hard with her outfits recently. She's been so good. Yeah. Does she have a dedicated stylist right now? I would need to look it up. I don't know the answer to that question. I do know she's the new face of Versace, which is why Versace was styling her, which, I mean, like I said, I loved the dress. I don't see her as the face of Versace. Um, She was just the face of Bulgari, which I thought was a little bit more, made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Why don't you think she's the face of Versace? I feel like Versace is so – it's raunchy – I'm saying raunchy thinking risque. <laughs> it's but raunchy and risque, and it's yeah. – uh, I don't know, so, and like, it's weird, lovely. and she, yeah, yeah, she's not, like, weird. Like, mm-hmm. like, Dua Lipa was the face of Versace recently, and I feel like she's more in that, like, punk, weird, yeah. you know, style – um, Anne Hathaway, I've always found very elegant and yeah, yeah. I just don't know if it matches, but maybe Versace's trying to make a point by this, or maybe she's trying to make a point by this. Yeah. So there's so many designers at the Met and like, of course I know, like we know all the main ones like Versace, Louis Vuitton, which was Louis Vuitton not at the Met? Um, cause I didn't see that they dressed anyone. There's no, yeah, there's no one that I saw that was dressed by them. I would need to look it up but yeah I didn't see anyone dressed by Louis Vuitton I but I, I was, that would be surprising yeah. if they weren't there I'll have to check I looked at their Instagram this morning and usually like they'll all post something but I didn't see Louis Vuitton so yeah interesting Do I didn't little, even think about that check. yeah yeah they were noticeably absent um so there's all the main players but then there's so many smaller players too like I'm still learning names um that I didn't really know um this yeah. is maybe embarrassing but like scaparelli i didn't really know yeah scaparelli so that's my favorite brand basically oh, daniel cool. roseberry is the creative director and i just think he's a genius mm-hmm. um they are pretty up and coming i would say in the last few years but they have a pretty interesting history definitely you should look into it i know that she elsa scaparelli had beef with coco chanel back in the day I did I know that, that too, but I don't know what the beef is about off the top I of didn't my really head. read into it. Um, but yeah, there is there like any sort of hierarchy at the Met with like these smaller, lesser known designers and then like the big ones like Versace and Givenchy and So it really see, I think it has to do with the invites. I think Anna Winter um request designers to dress certain people um and then obviously if you're an ambassador you're getting dressed by you know that Mm -hmm. design house um but I really think that it is a lot of like internal fashion politics that go into who dresses who um I would like love to be on the inner circle and know what goes into that but I for the smaller fashion designers I feel like they're paying to go to get that um you know that coverage from being at the met Mm -hmm. um 
or, you know, the celebrities are paying for them to go. I have no idea. I don't know. I know that it's rare for small designers to get a lot of coverage or dress a lot of people, which is something that people have a problem with for the Met. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned but... that it was Jacques Mousse, Jacques Mousse's first time. Yeah, it was Jacques Mousse's first time along okay. with um, a couple others, um, Richard Quinn and uh, Kate Barton Design. Um, okay. But Jacques Mousse only dressed one person, Bad Bunny, and I thought he killed it. Huge win. Like, that's huge. Yeah. That's literally, he's like the biggest male A-lister right now, I feel like. Yeah. And Jacques is pretty big, but not for an event like this. So that was like yeah. huge for him. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I've been seeing Jacques Mousse a lot, which definitely says something because like if I'm noticing it, then it's definitely getting really big. Um, and then one other designer I hadn't heard of is the one that did Cardi B. It was um, like a Chinese name. I actually hadn't heard of that one either. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't was... know the name off the top of my head, but um, I didn't recognize the name. And I thought that was a big get because Cardi B, she's always like a big deal at the Met. I yeah. love Cardi B, by the way. Yeah. She's like I, one of my writers. She's guys. great. <laughs> she um, is great. I also liked, I liked Jenna Ortega. I thought she looked good. And Tom Brown. Yes. Yeah, she's great. Tom Brown is like one of my favorite designers. He always yeah. does it. Yeah. Um, and then I loved Kylie. I feel like you can never say that you liked a Kardashian at the Met, but like she just looked amazing. Oh my God. And she was in JPG. Yeah. Another one of my favorite brands. He's been doing um, uh, like step in designers for his past couple seasons. But um, yeah. I didn't love it. I love hayden ackerman or hater ackerman um i don't know which i am blanking oh yeah was that um, the stylist or the designer of the so dress? that was the designer so Got i want to say it was two seasons ago three seasons ago uh he was like the step in designer for uh godier but i didn't love it for the met i thought she looked great in it i loved that the coat turned into the train but i just thought it was a little bit safe for her for the met and yeah. also it felt very like she was going to like a Revolve festival. Ooh, that's a hot take. I agree with that. I mean, after that atrocity last year, did you like mm -hmm. her off-white look last year? Um, I thought it was like, no, I didn't love. <laughs> yeah, I that was one of those things where I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Because it was like the bridal dress and then like the like, hat when the no nail. she was like trying something and i don't think that it stuck <laughs> yeah so maybe she was playing it safe um so since you love scarparelli did i what is scarparelli scarparelli oh my god did you like <laughs> kim k's look um so i like the idea behind it it looked unfinished to me yeah um it looked like she was wearing like it looked kind of like she was trying to advertise skims totally um but I did, like, it was made with, like, thousands of hand-embroidered beads or whatever, or pearls. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was cool. But that actually was one of the first Scaparelli looks that I was a little bit disappointed by, I will say. Wow. Who else wore Scaparelli last night? Uh, Michaela Cole, oh, um, who yeah. I – she was also on, up there on my favorite looks. I loved her. Yeah. And then there might have been one or two others, but – I am blanking. Yeah. I loved Dua Lipa mostly because I did so much research yesterday about Chanel and I was like looking at the different muses and like the different Chanel brides. And when I saw Dua Lipa, I, that was like the first time I made like a connection in fashion and I was so yeah. proud of myself. So that's, so I am a little bit biased just because I recognized it, but I did love that dress. Like when I saw the original pictures of Claudia Schiffer, like that was the bridal look that I was like, holy shit, that's stunning. Yeah. And then to see Dua Lipa, one of my writer dies, I was like, yes. Yeah, I loved um, that look. I, again, thought that it was a very safe for Dua, but like I loved to see that vintage being pulled out onto the carpet. I want to say it was from 1992 couture. Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah, that was great. And she was, was wearing that gorgeous uh, necklace. Cartier necklace is yeah. the first time it's seen the light of day. It's been in a vault underground for since it was made. What, what's the point of that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> have you seen Ocean's 8? Yeah. that That's the necklace that they would be stealing if they were coming to that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, I was disappointed that Claudia Schiffer wasn't there. Yeah, also um, Linda Evangelista wasn't there, yeah. who was like... Well, yeah. Um, there. Well, yeah, but There's she's been like... stepping out, like, so much recently. Okay. Like, she... They did, like, the dedication of, like, 100 year. That's probably wrong. 100 years. It's probably maybe 50. I don't know. But something of, like, the Fendi baguette. She, like, stepped down. She did a whole oh, Vogue wow. cover about her experience. Like, she's been out yeah. and about recently. So I was shocked to see her not there. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Linda Evangelista, she was one of, like, the Chanel muses of, like, the 80s, 90s, Yeah, 70s? I think 80s. 70s or um, 80s, I think. did this, like, cool sculpting procedure, which is, um, like, a cos- cosmetic surgery, and she says it, like, deformed her face. Like, she hadn't been seen in public for, like, years, and then, like, she recently, I guess, has been stepping out. She looks fine to me, so I don't really know exactly what happened, but um, that is disappointing. I was just really... I wanted to see, like, these old Chanel muses, but also, you know how Vogue did that cover with all the different Chanel muses, like, stacked on top of each other? Like, yeah. recently? To promote yeah. the mess? Claudia was Yeah. I was going to say, um, I don't know if they were all necessarily muses. Um, I think that they were all inspirations, but I don't think that every single one of those uh, – models and actors were muses Naomi Campbell um I don't even think was a muse but she wore a lot of Chanel and was like good friends with Carl but um if they were if Vogue was doing muses like Cara Delevingne was gonna would be in it and um yeah I feel like Elle Fanning too but she what they weren't in there yeah yeah I guess I just was excited to see what like the main Chanel girls, like Carl's, like, girls would have worn. But I don't know. Yeah. I would like an explanation from Claudia. Um, she did post Dua Lipa on her story because for a while she didn't. I was wondering, like, maybe she was mad that, like, Dua Lipa, like – You know, I just love to stir up drama. <laughs> and I, like, that's why I like fashion is because I just, like, will make up all these stories. But she did post Dua, so it doesn't seem to be any, like, bad blood. Um, cool. So if you were to go to the Met, hypothetically, who would you want to dress you? And like, what, like, what would be your non-negotiables? So it definitely depend on the theme, I feel like, but I've always said that if I was ever to suddenly become famous or be able to do some sort of red carpet, I'd want to be dressed by Scaparelli so badly. Um... I just everything he does is great or mm-hmm. Godier, um, but I think Scaparelli. Yeah, I don't really have an answer. I've kind of always said like Versace, just like out of my ass, because I've just always been attracted to like bold colors. Yeah, um, I would definitely want like a bold color. I love pink, but I feel like Valentino pink has kind of like ruined pink in fashion for me. <laughs> if I see yeah. those goddamn shoes one more time, I will have an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, but Those definitely the shoes. Oh my god, the shoes. Like because they've been like zarified now and like forever 20 and I'm just like enough. Yeah. And like celebrities are still wearing them and I'm like guys, like they come out with new, new new colorways and new shapes for those shoes <laughs> yeah the valentino and actually maybe i would be dressed by valentino because i think they usually do a good job i definitely would want a big train and definitely a headpiece like something like sarah jessica parker wore to heavenly bodies i love yeah. headpieces so i would definitely want to do a big one yeah a headpiece would be fun i would want to wear something that i can walk up the stairs in I feel like they're constant. Like I feel like they look so silly sometimes when they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'll commit." I'll commit. Yeah, and I also just I'm happy for Kim that she like you know kind of took a break this year from like torturing herself. But I just always loved like how she really and truly treated the Met like it was the Super Bowl. Like she trained for the Met. Like I she was yeah. the pioneer of Ozempic. Like I mean, say what you will, but like. 
loses all this weight like for the her wet look for camp i think she like her bones were like rearranged because they like sucked in her waist so much and she did like the marilyn monroe thing um so i definitely love that she made like a spectacle out of it because yeah i don't know but i'm happy for her like she deserved a break this year yeah um so I know we've kind of like kicked this around a lot, but for invites for the Met, is it true like you can just buy an invitation or you can just buy a ticket to the Met? So not everyone can. Um, yeah. I know in, fun fact, 2012, Kate Upton was not invited. So she wrote a check for $25,000 um, and ultimately went. Um, but it's things like that. I don't like you or me couldn't just write a $50,000 check and go to the Met Gala. Yeah. Um, and if you could, I feel like more people would be doing that. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but Anna Winter has to invite everyone. You have to be on her list. Um, and if you pay, I think you, I think it's like, get, I, I think she had ultimately decides everybody. Um, I did just learn, though, if you are on, like, in the New York Council of the Met or, like, the new in New York politics, you automatically have to go, and Anna Winter hates it. She, like, refuses to say hi to them. I know this because someone who goes to my hairstylist is one of the council members, and he was in there talking about it the other day when I was getting my hair done, and, um, yeah, he was, like, laughing about how, like, she refuses to, like, shake hands and, like, get so mad because they're the only people at the Met that she does not invite. Damn, that's actually crazy. So what do you think? So people get really like exclusive about the Met, like they don't want influencers there or YouTubers there. And I feel like this year was really like there were no influencers or anything there. Like, what do you think of like the Addison Rays and James Charles and Dixie D'Amelio's of the world going? They should not have gone. I agree with that. I think it's a celebrity affair. Um I know that it's, like, people who are, like, hot right now are the people that are going, but I – and for no reason other than that, like, I just watch it to – want it to be, like – I watch it to watch the A-list, celebra- A-list celebrities walk across the carpet up the stairs. Like, knowing that some random girl who, like, dances on TikTok and that's how she blew up. But I yeah. also have a a thing with – like influencers in general like I feel like they just are given too much <laughs> power I feel like yeah I granted the same thing could be said about celebrities but I yeah. think it just yeah I'm sure I don't that know. like working in fashion PR that you're privy to certain things that us lay people in <laughs> the Midwest aren't um and as you don't have to give any details but have you had any like negative interactions with influencers in general? Yeah. Ye- oh, yeah. In I, New York. I, uh, um, yeah, for just, like, hosting events through my company or, um, like, trying to gift people or um, just, like, run-ins in general. Yeah. I'm sure some of them are – I know some of them are great. I've, like, met a bunch that are awesome, but there are also a lot that, like, are really hard to deal with. Yeah, I'm sure. Do they just like ask for free stuff or? Uh, yeah. The um, a lot of them are asking for free stuff, but I get, I kind of get that. It's more so yeah. sometimes at like events when you're in person and people are just like acting like they're the shit, basically Got like it. being disrespectful. It's like okay. Yeah. No, that's super annoying. Um, but yeah, so this year was pretty rid of influencers. What do you think of Emma Chamberlain being like the correspondent? So she was a correspondent last year too. Um, I, she's like very big with Vogue. So she's like worked her way up. I almost consider her a celebrity now. I know she technically is an influencer, but I Mm -hmm. consider her like a model celebrity. She's like made it. You know, she persevered and she made it. So I, and I like her. Although I don't necessarily think that I love her style. I think she's just one of those people who's skinny and pretty and looks good and things. I don't necessarily think I love the clothes that she wears. Yeah. No, that is so true. I think 
her style was really big when it was because that's what she was known for was like when Emma Chamberlain started a trend whatever and that was yeah. like when it was like accessible normal stuff like the teddy jackets um but now it's like when she wears something I'm like I can't wear that like if I yeah. cut my hair into a mullet and put on like something crazy no one would take me seriously because like yeah um yeah I think and like I said like I think she always looks good I just think that she just like is skinny and pretty and you know when you're skinny and pretty you look good at everything yeah yeah that's so true um cool so what did you think of the theme overall like when it was first announced what was your reaction and has it changed after seeing the Met so I personally I'm very torn um he Carl as um a person and not to know because obviously I didn't know him but as a person to like follow along via news um was a little bit out there with his beliefs like he definitely would be canceled if he was you know <laughs> yeah. saying the stuff that he was saying before um however I do think that he was an actual creative genius I mean he just I'm, there are so many trends and just, like, things in fashion that are because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm torn. I mean, I'm torn between, you know, him, you know, saying horrible things about, you know, overweight people and him saying horrible things about Jewish people and all that. I'm Jewish. Like, yeah. yes, I get it. But at the same I get like why people were upset with the theme, but I just, yeah, I just think that, I mean, he was, he was great. So what can we like attribute to him that's in like accessible fashion now? He was really big on the blazers and the accentuated collars, the waists. Um, He did a lot of really interesting things in swimwear. I would say that he kind of played on like the micro bikinis Mm -hmm. and all that um yeah and then I just feel like when you see Chanel specifically I just feel like I don't know I just feel like from a fashion viewpoint you can tell which collections are his yeah um he just they're they're so eloquent but also some of them are not like it's yeah Janelle, I feel like, toes this line between, like, classy, tweed, blazer set, the skirt set, like, re- like Parisian, and then also being, like, punk rock, like, Kristen Stewart. I was kind of surprised to learn that Kristen Stewart was, like, either a muse or an ambassador because it, like, doesn't yeah. fit, but, like, I guess it does because Chanel's kind of punk rock, for yeah. lack of a Yeah, they were kind of – he was kind of the first – I don't want to say the first because that might be wrong, but he really played into, like, women in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it was Dior that I believe was the first to do the whole suited, fitted look. But um, Chanel was, like, yeah, Chanel just has that, you know, women in suit thing yeah. figured so out. Carl Lagerfeld, for those of you who don't know, he was the creative director of Chanel. So he's like the Chanel guy. Like he he is synonymous with Chanel. So he was a creative director from 1983 to 2019. So like 40 years, which is insane. And there's an analysis that says that half of the creative directors for like 40 houses have only been in their positions for five years or less. So there's a ton of turnover with creative directors. Like they're constantly being churned out And it's insane that Carl Lagerfeld did that for like 40 years. So that's why he's really synonymous with Chanel. He also did a lot of work at Chloe, Chloe, sorry. Um, Fuck. Patu and Balmain. 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 Chloe, Patu. And he did some work at Fendi as well. Got it. Okay. So I'm not so bad. Um, (laughs) Like he's done a lot and he's really influent, like credited with that um like the Chanel handbags how they're like quilted like right so like he did a lot with that and like the tweed and everything 
Mm -hmm. um, and then black and white. So I'm wearing my little <laughs> Carl Lagerfeld shirt today. <laughs> so I'm like about to put on like my classic turtleneck. And then I went to a vintage pop-up this weekend and I saw this shirt and I was like, this is so nice. And I felt like this was on theme. So that's what It's very on theme. So, okay, a brief history of some of Karl Lagerfeld's problematic statements. He was allegedly fed up with the Me Too movement. Um, so that's not a good thing to say. He complained a lot about um, like plus size models, said that no one wanted to see them. And just a lot about like body, like being overweight, but sorry, Carl Lagerfeld was not so thin himself. So maybe he should have like taken a Pilates class or something because he was not <laughs> like, I mean, in his later years, maybe, but I saw some pictures of him from the eighties and nineties. I'm like this fucking guy. Um, but he did apologize for that eventually. Um, and just a lot of problematic things about like this, like being safe on set or like models being comfortable on set with like being touched and, you know, like modeling and fashion, there's like nudity and stuff. So I imagine he didn't always cultivate a really safe environment. Um, so yeah, the, a lot of like problematic comments. He went on like an anti-Semitic rant, uh, famously. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of like that, which a lot of people, of course, were like, why are we honoring this person who's like cultivated this like toxicity in the fashion industry? But I just feel like the fashion industry and high fashion is just inherently problematic. Like you're never going to have this like perfect or like not perfect, but like an industry that really values like inclusivity when it's based on like looks. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that that is a hard reality to face for fashion lovers is that you know, we are obviously from, you know, making waves and plus size models and, you know, and diversification and all of that. But it, I feel like it's just, and people can tell, like, it's such a facade. Like this year, there were almost no plus size models, even though last year and the year before there were like, it just, um, fashion is, I don't think gonna, change because the people that are going into it are the same if that makes yeah. sense like it's you know the people that are getting big up there who are saying you know they're doing all of these things like the things that are going viral the things that are getting likes I mean from the long point like I guess it is the consumer but it's like I don't know it's depends it's like who who is the person that needs to stop it does the designer need to just change what they're doing even though they're making money doing that or does the consumer just need to stop doing things that they don't necessarily believe in it's the same thing with fast fashion it like yeah it, so it just yeah it it's really um yeah that part is tough because it seems like it's changing but like it's not and yeah. to say that I love it which I do you know could be like hypocritical to like what my actual beliefs are in real life but it's like a form of art to me, which I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I of could go course. on like a rant back and forth for hours about that. I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, fashion inherently is art and it's history and it's everything. And I feel like people that don't want to participate in fashion or don't like just cancel it. Like I don't want to get involved at all because of the problematic things like that is doing a disservice. I feel like to advancing the movement. Like I feel like the more people get engaged with fashion and become interested in it and like demand these things and create spaces for themselves like that is going to drive change because if everyone just like turns their head and they're like oh well fuck those like capitalist like elitist fat phobic whatever like we don't want to be a part of that anyways then that's just like giving them permission to just continue this cycle of toxicity um, yeah exactly and also people that say that they don't want a part in fashion you always have a part in fashion no matter what it is that you're buying or doing even if you're shopping vintage or shopping or thrifting mm -hmm. you're you're inherently in the fashion cycle like if you wear clothes you are in the fashion cycle it reminds me of um 
that scene in Devil Wears Prada where of course. Uh, Anne Hathaway is talking about she doesn't get the the difference in the blues and that, you know, Meryl Streep goes on the whole rant about how Oscar De La Renta first debuted yeah. Cerulean on the, you know, in his collection and then it trickled down into mainstream fashion and then, you know, to department stores and things like that. Like, everything that you see is either coming from the consumer or it's coming from, you know, the designer one way or another and it's meeting in the middle. Um, so yeah, you're never not a part of fashion. So yeah. it's. No, I totally agree. And also like the Met yeah. Gala in and of itself is a charity fundraiser for the Costume Institute at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I think I'm getting this right, but the Met, like this, the exhibit is the only part of the Met that like doesn't get funds. Okay, let me just like pull up this tweet that I'm referencing. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I don't know if I know the answer to. Okay, this. so this is from. I'm gonna put this tweet in the like carousel images that I post um, for this episode. So the Met Gala funds the Costume Institute, and it's one of the premier institutes for the study, research, and preservation of fashion in the world. The department currently holds over thirty thousand items spanning seven centuries. It is also the only department that has to entirely fund itself. So, like, the PR of the Met being this, like, massive and, like, glamorous party, it's worked really well to drive money to this department and then also to drive people to go visit the department because, like, when you're visiting New York and now that the Met has, like, quadrupled in popularity, according to Google Trends, when people are going to New York, and that's what I did. Like, even last year I went to New York and I, like, made a point to go to the Met and I wanted to see, like, that specific, like, Met exhibit – there's probably mm-hmm. so many people that are doing that now. And so to even say, like, there's such an elitism to, like, say that, like, fashion is, like, oh, it's so, like, self-centered or it's so, like, self-indulgent and, like, I don't care about that. Like, to its core, it really is just a form of history and just a form of art. So by, like, eliminating fashion and looking over fashion, you're just completely overlooking, like, a really central and integral part of, like, history and preservation, like yeah. you can't like it's like that's like they're like it's like a library you know like what if like there was a library gala and everyone like dressed up as like Colleen Hoover or whatever the fuck and like <laughs> you like canceled that and then we had no libraries yeah that's my thing is it's yeah it's all art and that's why I have a some choice words about Mar- or uh Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress and why I have choice words about people who are like shitting on Doja Cat for her look yeah. is because first off for the Kim Kardashian's dress to me like that is art if they knew that she wasn't gonna fit in it it was gonna get destroyed like you wouldn't let a celebrity borrow a Monet from the Met for a party and then you know it get you know brushed on the sides like a little bit of scratches like that wouldn't be okay that would there be outrage for that so, and then on the other side, people shitting on Doja Cat, she's not taking it seriously or she looks bad. You know, she was also the one in the red jewels that went viral. Um, mm-hmm. That was at the Scaparelli show. Um, fashion's supposed to make you feel something. Art is supposed to make you feel something. Whether, I mean, there's a difference between just inherently good and inherently bad fashion. But, like, for her sense, like, it makes you feel something, whether it's anger or, like, disgust or, like, absolute joy so yeah I have some choice words with people that don't get that (laughs) yeah and also have you ever like gone to a boutique on like a 65 degree day with your mom and like just tried (laughs) on a dress or like pants or whatever your like clothes choice of clothing is and you just have this amazing sales associate who like pulls these pieces for you and you like model it and like you feel amazing and then you buy it and then every time you wear it you like smile because you remember you had that day if you haven't had that experience like I implore you to go and like think about what you're putting on your body just for a minute and that's why I've made this like conscious decision not like to quit online shopping but I'm transitioning into like more in-person like boutique shopping Just because, like, that experience of, like, going into a boutique, like, whether you're on vacation or wherever and having, like, a sales associate who, like, gets you all these items and you just have, like, such a fun experience. Then every time I wear that, like, I have this dress. Sorry, I'm, like, totally going on a tangent. And I have, like, five questions about the things that you just said. So do you know the brand Cos, C-O-S? Yeah. So, okay, 
I am so I'm from like Buckhead and my I went home to visit my dad like in September and we went to the shops of Buckhead, which is like this really bougie, like um they they have like an Hermes and like all those stores. And so we went to lunch and then my dad and I went into the store Koss and I found the most like beautiful dress and it was just such a pleasurable shopping experience. And it's like this like really thick, kind of like stretchy spandexy material, but like I don't know how else to describe it. But it's like thick and it has like this boning in the front and it's kind of like a square neck and I put it on and looked like a million dollars and like (laughs) I got the dress and now like every time I wear that dress like I will plan events around like I want to wear that dress tonight and then ever since then I've just been like chasing that high because that's like what fashion should be not like your $150 Shein haul for stuff that's going to break in like a year yeah, I can't even get on the tangent of fast fashion. We'll be here for three more hours. <laughs> okay, no fast fashion, but yeah, just <laughs> trying like to tell myself like be a little bit more mindful about what I'm wearing because then I like my clothes more. Yeah, because definitely. there's a memory attached to it. That and also, I guess I'll just like leave it here. When people look into their closets and they're like, "Ugh, I have nothing to wear," even though you know you just did a Zara haul three days ago. Um, That is because you have trash in your closet. If you have trash in your closet, you're going to look in your closet and you're going to see trash and you're going to put it on, you know, the third time wearing it and you're going to feel like it's been done before and it's trash. Like if, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about fast fashion. Wow. So do you never have those moments where you feel like you have nothing to wear? I mean, yes, there are times when I feel like I have nothing to wear for the event event that I'm going to but I have in the past year and a half um kind of made a commitment to myself where I I stopped shopping at like Aritzia at Zara at um you know H&M all of those types of stores Mm -hmm. um and have really and I got rid of a bunch of stuff I completely cleaned up my closet basically started from scratch with like you know the very few things that I loved and I've been basically curating my closet of like designer and um like ready to wear clothes since and I rewear things seven, eight, nine times plus. I, I mean, I wear things all the time that are the same and I never feel like I, it's been done before. I love I love my clothes. I spent <laughs> too much money on all of them. And um, yeah, so no, I don't ever feel like I have nothing to wear. Yeah, that's yeah. so amazing. When I moved to New York, on God, hold me to this, I am moving with the clothes on my back and maybe like a knapsack <laughs> of my favorite items, that black cost dress, because yeah. I want, well, first of all, it's going to be so small, um, but I want to like be really intentional and I want to like shop in cool places like how you do. So I'm going to be hitting you up all the time. Yeah, for sure. I love to go shopping. So. Um, okay. So sorry for the tangent. No um okay wrapping up here so back to okay I just want to like quickly touch on Anna Winter so Anna Winter has this like crazy pattern of like rescuing problematic figures in um fashion like from cancellation and like being their like saving grace I don't know it's kind mm-hmm. of like Anna chill so John Galliano was fired from Dior in 2011 oh my god wait I totally just framed Carl Lagerfeld. Okay, I'm so sorry. John Galliano was fired from Dior from following a drug-fueled anti-Semitic rant. I said that Carl Lagerfeld did that, but I'm sure he's had some beef with Jews. He like did do his- a he did do a anti he had an anti-Semitic rant talking about oh, perfect. the Holocaust. Okay, good. And along those um, lines. No, so. <laughs> okay, good. So there's more than one anti-Semite in fashion love. Okay. Um so John Galliano also did an anti-Semitic rant and then Anna arranged a residence residency for him at Oscar de la Renta in 2013 and then put his work for Dior in the China Through the Looking Glass Met Gala. So she brought him back into the public eye during the Balenciaga debacle. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I would love your opinion. She published the first interview with the artistic director Dimna after the fallout Um Alexander Wang, I completely forgot about this until I was doing research. So basically in like Mm -hmm. 2020, a ton of people started accusing him for like assaulting and drugging people. And he staged a comeback show and most fashion outlets didn't go to the show, didn't cover it, but Anna sat front row. Um, So ultimately, like I think a lot of it comes down to like Vogue can't afford to lose these alliances, collaborations and like advertising and like she maybe has this like 
fixation on being this like saving grace. I don't know. And then of course with like Carl Lagerfeld, like there's been so much problematic stuff around him. And then when he died, that kind of amplified and like brought back a lot of those comments because since he was in the news, people dig up old stuff and she plowed right through it and made him the theme. So what do you think her like fixation is with that? So I think Anna Winter really values her relationships. I think that she is not one to, if someone does something that's messed up, she is not one to cast them aside. Although she is known to cast her close friends aside on a whim. Um, It must be some personal issue, but she doesn't do it if it is like an outward issue not related to her. So uh, um, I also just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think she values what people create. I think she's very good at um, separating the artist from the art. Although I feel like it was easier to do that for people back in the day. Now, you know, the face of the artist a lot of time is the art. Um, Like they go hand in hand. But I basically like... Galliano for Dior, he when he was there, I mean, although he did go on that anti-Semitic rant, I mean, he I loved that collection. Galliano for Dior and Tom Ford for Gucci are like my favorite eras, basically. Mm-hmm. Um Demna, I think he is a genius and he, you know, made people want the most absurd thing, but everything he did told a story. I personally don't think that the whole Balenciaga debacle was his fault. I think that the company was ran wrong. It was basically outsourced to a production company um, who did it and then not checked before. I mean, I know people are like, it must have been checked, but I, I like don't think Dimna would have put all of that together and then still let it run. Like, I think it truly is just one of those things where, for this case specifically, where you just don't have like, a diverse enough board or something, you know, to where you don't have the right people that are catching something like that. I think it really just fell through. I mean, I know that's no excuse. It's like a billion dollar company, but I love Dimna. Um, Mm -hmm. Alexander Wang, I actually do have a problem with. Um, I think that I just have a, (laughs) this sounds like so messed up to be like, rating what fucked up things are so fucked up that I <laughs> that I have a problem with it and what Olympics. and no, what just... fucked up things like aren't fucked up enough for me to care <laughs> um I draw the line at sexual assault I guess if this is cool. where anti-semitism great no <laughs> <laughs> no like I don't I'm know totally messing with you no, I think I, that I get it yeah I like don't want to be canceled by people um alexander wang i just i do have such a problem with that i yeah um i like refuse to buy alexander wang and even though he has some great shit but um i think that's just more of like a personal thing but yeah Yeah. i mean people can like make their things if you want to cancel everybody though that has said you know an anti-semitic trope or you know some thing racist or has said something like you're canceling almost every single per every single you know Mm -hmm. celeb actor musician you know someone said something at some time i think that it it, cancel culture isn't necessarily right i think it should you know you should be like cultivating a better environment no i agree with you i mean you wouldn't want to interview any of my like distant family members you know like you can't just like cancel everyone left and right yeah Um, but no that was yeah i think the balenciaga the like takedown of them is insane mm-hmm. it think is they're gonna recover because like people are coming for anyone that wears balenciaga i think that if alexander wing is recovering the way that he is the balenciaga will recover because i i don't yeah think that, i don't know i think people aren't gonna forget i think they'll come back like they'll be back, but they're always gonna get those comments. Like just from yeah, the no, they'll definitely like, always yeah. get those comments. But like you could, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like in the, I think that they'll be fine in the end. Um, 
Chanel made a comeback. I mean, Coco Chanel was notoriously a Nazi and, uh, you know, repurposed, you know, uh, Jewish people's money from, you know, the Holocaust to fund her, you know, the whole Chanel empire. And, you know, people don't seem to care all that much about that anymore. So, <laughs> um, well, that's also why I didn't say this before but I do have a little bit of a problem with Chanel in general because of that but um yeah I don't know I I think that that, yeah that is um a huge uh misguided decision for everybody wearing the flowers at the Met I am blanking on the name of the, the type of flower but that actually wasn't Carl's thing that was Coco Chanel's thing um was it the neck flower no, the just the type of flower that they were all like Cardi okay. B had that flower on her dress. Rihanna had the Got flower it. on her thing. That was um actually okay. yeah Coco Chanel. So she was she dated she was in the whole time she was like dated in a Nazi someone who like was actually like in Nazi regime, and so she was basically like feeding information to the Nazi party, um but her Nazi boyfriend basically gave her those flowers and that's how it became a theme in Chanel. So that wasn't Carl's thing. That was like, yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge misguided thing that people did. And people didn't talk about that because I don't think people really know that. Um, But like, like, like I said, I think people (laughs) bounce back from almost anything. So I think, I think it's selective or maybe not necessarily selective outrage. It's not like Nazi flowers. Okay fatphobic not like I think it's more yeah. so like whatever gains traction and like I, Carl yeah. Lagerfeld's comments had traction and like the Nazi flowers and like her Nazi boyfriend I guess <laughs> you know yeah. it's like if a tree falls in the woods like if a tweet doesn't go viral does anybody really know about it like yeah no exactly um yeah that's for sure but I think that there's always going to be people that like things and there's always going to be people that don't agree with it but I don't necessarily think that that will take down you know this huge fashion house but I I'm curious to see yeah yeah I'm excited to see too okay well wrapping up here this has just been such a fun conversation but um just going from Nazis just want to end on like a light (laughs) note (laughs) yeah sorry I I, like went on a tangent there I no I love it I feel like I always take things in like a crazy direction and this is so helpful um but who do you think are the fashion icons right now who do you think is overhyped like I know like Zendaya, everyone like loses their mind for her. Like, what do you think? Do you think like she's the fashion icon? Because that's what everyone's saying. I do really love her looks. Um, I will say, though, again, another point of people um, not giving credit where it's due. Like, that's all her stylist. Like, I'm sure she has a she definitely has a play in it. But that's all La Roche. Everything she wears that people go crazy for. And that is La Roche. One thousand percent. Um, like she definitely, you know, has a say in what she wants and what she doesn't. But at the end of the day, your stylist is the one that's like doing things for you. Um, but I would say Megan Fox, I think, has been killing it lately. She is being styled by Maeve Riley, who I think is just absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's hard for me to like, yeah, because when people say like celebrities are like fashion icons, I'm kind of like but they're actors and they don't like <laughs> pick out their own clothes. I mean, okay. Yeah. Also, you know who I just realized, sorry, was no. Hailey Bieber wasn't there. Yeah. She didn't go. I don't know why. Hmm. Probably because everyone ran her off the internet. Do you have yeah. thoughts on that, by the way? Um, I don't. I think the whole thing's stupid. If you're talking about the okay. Hailey Selena drama. Yeah. I just think that that is like the internet making shit up, which is, yeah, I don't know. I do think that a lot of celebrities and a lot of people, designers, maybe weren't there because they don't agree with all of the things that Carl did. Do you um, think that's why Blake wasn't there? Uh, I feel like maybe. I don't know. I feel like she also just had a kid. But, yeah. um, yeah, that could be. I mean, I also, like, a lot of designers thought that the theme or could have thought the theme was, like, too specific. You know, how are you going to dress as a 
owed to a designer who had a very specific way of looking at things, like, if that's not you, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think the theme just invited a lot of, um, like, I don't know what the word is, but, like, sameness. Um, Like, it was all just black and white, and I don't know. Yeah. But also, like, at the same time, it – like if the theme is too broad and people get really up in arms about like not being on themed, but that doesn't really bother me. Like when I look at a lookbook from like a Met Gala from like 2011, 2012, I feel like no one was really on theme. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do like when people follow the theme, but I do think that it's like so open to interpretation. I think that the people that are designing these outfits are so creative that they are seeing some link that, you know, the average person isn't seeing. But, yeah. Yeah. It was really rewarding for me this year to have done so much research ahead of time. I feel like fashion, it's like you get out what you put in, kind of. So, like, if you spend time, like, and you can – it's like a treat, you know? It's like Easter eggs. So, like, when you see these looks on, like, red carpets, it's a reward for the people that, like, understand what's going on and it's like references and I don't know so that's why I was really excited when I like saw the Dua Lipa one because I I was like oh my god I get it so it's definitely helpful to just like withhold judgment about like not being on theme or whatever and then until you like know the historical background and I know yeah obviously you get it (laughs) Um, yeah well good okay well I am totally out of questions and I've learned so much is there anything else you want to add that we didn't touch on um, I will just say I do love Bella Hadid's style and she notoriously does not have a stylist. She dresses herself. Wow. Okay. That is tea. I also love Bella Hadid in general. Yes, me too. And why wasn't she there last night? Again, I don't know the answer to that. I was actually shocked that she wasn't there um, because I know that she was in a couple Chanel shows. So I have no idea. I need to know. I need. Like, I know. I like need to know the tea of why people were and were not there. I have no idea. Weird. Um, okay. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on and for sharing your insights with me. I just really appreciate it. And I am taking you up on that shopping date when I move to New York. Yes, of course. Thank you. All right. Bye.